Welcome, friends, to the Embracing Brokenness podcast and to many of our new listeners, which I am quickly determining there are many of you. We want to welcome you and thanks for joining us and appreciate you just taking the time to join in and listen in and watch because we are recording this so that it can be on Spotify video and also on our YouTube channel. So I would encourage you share the wealth. If there is something really um, significant about some of these podcasts that have helped you tell people about it, we, uh, we would love to have more of you join us, quite frankly. But we're coming to you this week, the week of Thanksgiving 2023, if you can believe it, because it feels as if this last year has just zoomed by. And there are many, many things to be thankful for, and uh, I'll list a couple of them. But we also want to keep in mind that there are folks who are really struggling this time of the year. And we want to offer up a special thanks for just those that have reached out and decided to provide support, whether it be in prayer or financially or just, I don't know, doing a fall cleanup. We're in the Northeast. That's happening <laughs> with our small group at church. Uh, there's just so many people in need right now around the world, and we know that just with the global crisis that, that are going on. So I would encourage you just to step up maybe this season and do something that you wouldn't normally do and offer up help, a helping hand, which is probably even more and greater in some ways than money. So I want to share with you just a couple thoughts before we delve into the podcast content today, which is something a little different and I'll explain in a minute. But I'm gonna encourage you this week on Thanksgiving Day, if you're in the United States, um, to do something that maybe traditionally you might not have done. We're gonna do it in our household. It was suggested by an acquaintance friend, someone that uh, is part, has been with uh, our ministry on our podcast in the past. And he does it in his home and has been doing it for like 30 years. And so this is pretty interesting. Between the main course and dessert, they pass around questions. Now, they're all typed out or written out ahead of time. They're put into a hat and you draw the questions out of the hat. Most people don't really know what they are ahead of time, so you don't have a chance to think about them. And then answer them and get to know each other on a deeper level. Now, this could be family that you may not have seen before. There may be people that you are very familiar with in your own household. And sometimes between these devices we carry around in our hands, we don't interact with our family the way we should. This would be a great suggestion for you between the main course and dessert, because if they don't answer the questions, they don't get dessert. You get it? So I'm going to put in the show notes a link to... Uh, these questions, it'll probably be somewhere available either on our website or in some other ways in a downloadable form. But I'm going to read a couple of them to you just to give you a little bit of an idea. So there's like a couple pages worth of questions here. So feel free, use them. That's what we're encouraged to do by our friend. Here you go. If you could live in any period in history, what would it be and why? No, I'm not going to answer the questions. I'm just going to give you a few randomly. I'm going to pick them out. What's been the one most consistent thing in your life? Hmm. How about this? Are there any causes you strongly believe in? Or what website do you visit most and why? What are you excited about at this moment? There's a couple. 
Now, there's again, there's probably 30 or 40 or 50 of them here. What a cool way just to interact, get to know each other on a deeper level, understand you may have uh, Uncle Harry you haven't seen in a long time invited to Thanksgiving. Set the politics aside. Set the hot topics of the moment aside and just focus on each other. Like, let's make this about thanking God for what he's provided in the people that are surrounding us in the moment. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. Okay, good. So that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Before you know it, Christmas will be here. Yikes. Okay. So what I'm going to play for you now uh, is a segment from a, a recording that we did. So it was on video. This was uh, over the summer. And we were invited to speak with a group of folks in an assisted living facility. Now, this is a pretty decent sized one here in our community. And the topic was reaching the spiritual plateau or a spiritual plateau. And does it happen in our lives? Well, yeah, it does. And if you tuned in last time, we talked a little bit about um, the 10 stop journey. I would encourage you to go back and listen. If you haven't the 10 stop journey, the Barna did in a research study he did that's been a decade ago but it's very relevant it's it's the basis by which a lot of what we teach on even is hinged upon you go back to our website you can see it uh, barna's 10-stop journey there comes a point in time in our life where we do hit a plateau what is it we call it's called spiritual discontentment let's call it as barna did well we spoke to this group and we encouraged them to especially at their age. Now, these are probably the average age in the room was 80, 75 to 80. Now, they did invite friends and family, so we had a decent-sized room of people, and it was two nights. So I'm going to play for you just a segment of this first meeting that we did where Colleen talks a, a little bit about, well, sort of the times that we're in and the challenges that we are faced with right now to step up and be more than just marginal, got my ticket to having Christians. You know, what, are we, what can we do to become more engaged in not only our own healing journey, but those of others where God calls us to, to step in, to step out, to be available, to help others in a time of need, but also to dig deeper into what he says in his word about us. You know, that the greatest commandments Jesus gave us is to, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love others as you do yourself. And uh, we are in the Sermon on the Mount right now in our uh, coordinated study at our church and i would encourage you to read it it's it's just packed full of commands and promises and ways that jesus would have us live as believers he was writing speaking to believers uh, in matthew 5 to 7 so jump in that's the portion we're reading right now i would encourage you. it only takes maybe about 10 minutes 15 minutes to listen to it or read it so Man, when you can see firsthand what Jesus said to his followers, there's a lot there. And we are encouraged, right, to enter the narrow gate. Because the wide gate, many enter through. And it's, it's an easy life, which means, hey, we can sort of cruise as believers. We don't have to engage in this journey. If we do are saved, we do accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, if he is the answer, that we found to save us from our sins, the atonement that he gave in our place, we have to do something with that. And Jesus challenges us not to just sit on the sidelines. Okay, so we can 
enter the narrow gate, which, by the way, squeezing through that narrow gate, there's some difficult times ahead in doing that. And we were always encouraged by him to pick up our cross and follow him. And it is not an easy journey. So as Colleen gets into that a little bit today, I just would hope that you would ask yourself a deeper question because we're going to get into more of this in, in around the identity and identity formation and spiritual formation. Ask yourself a question. Am I fully engaged in this journey with Jesus? Am I seeking a deeper and more personal relationship with him? Am I digging into his word and asking questions of him directly, asking the Holy Spirit to apply that word in my own life, who lives right here inside of you? Some of these questions you may ask at Thanksgiving will be fun questions, but there's some hard ones in there. Maybe you want to ask some of the hard questions and see if those around you are willing to share their deeper places in their life that they need healing. So thank you for joining us again. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your month. Here we head into the holiday seasons, which isn't always easy for everyone. But I want to bless you and ask you to just join us in praying for those who really need our help and then asking the question, how can I step in? What can I do? In Jesus name. Does anybody feel like, wow, this world is too overwhelming. I want no parts of it. When you see that, does anybody look at that and say, we live in some times that there's great opportunity. I really believe when um, God asked me to step away from Water Street, I loved Water Street. I could have been there till retirement. I knew someday that um, God had brought Steve and I together for a very powerful reason to do ministry together. And so we had prayerfully considered him stepping into ministry four, almost five years ago, um, and starting teaching through podcasts and we, a lot of electronic ways that people are reached now, especially, you know, since COVID, a lot of ways to reach people came about, but there was an urgency when God said it's time and you have a message that needs to go out. And so we had come, we talked a little bit about that um, Barna research that really is a big part of what we've stepped into to help people get past that stop five where they meet the Lord and they just start working for the Lord, but they never make it to really have that intimate relationship where he's a part of every minute of their lives and their goal and purpose is to serve him. And as we were seeing these numbers come out of the church, we're like, what is the church for if, I mean, Jesus didn't die just so I have a ticket to heaven. He told me, pick up your cross and follow me, follow in my path. Are you willing to give it all up? Success in life means that you're obedient to me. There's no other metric for success. And you're going to see that as um, we're going to flow this over till tomorrow night and talk more about some of the research that we're seeing on the worldview in America, because what we are calling you to is to actually go to battle with us. We believe that um, the Lord called me in this timing. Um, and I think he's called a remnant of people in the church who still have a biblical worldview to be very, very loud 
and you know to really show some of the schemes of the enemy that have led to all of this. And I will give you a hint for what we're going to talk about tomorrow night a little bit is only 4%, 4% of Americans actually have a biblical worldview. And we'll go through the points of what that is. Only 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. Only 14% of youth pastors have a biblical worldview. And when you look at um, mothers and fathers of preteen kids today, only 2% have a biblical worldview. So you can see, it may be surprising, you see the craziness, but you may not say, what really happened? And we're losing it with every generation. And I started my career as a nursing home administrator, so this is you know in a continuing care retirement community, so this is a comfortable place for me, um, in knowing that for many of you, it just feels like the world has forgotten you, right? What, what do we do with people who are elderly? Very different than if you even go back to the early 1900s where people were, their knowledge was being passed on. But when technology took over, you know, well, you don't know how to use the technology. Everybody says, well, you don't have a voice. Well, you actually are the most powerful role models left on earth to teach Christians and to model how to finish the race well. Okay, so we're gonna talk a lot about that tomorrow night, um, but I do want to talk a little bit just, what did you see? How did you make sense of, what did you see in that video? He may have to take a, the... Who has, who wants to tell us, what did they yeah. see? what did you say? I heard it's somebody back here brave enough to say. <laughs> sad, sad eyes. Sad, sad eyes. eyes. Sad eyes. Wow. Sad eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? The results of a fallen world. That's right. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Chaos. That's, Chaos. That's what I think of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we saw a lot of things. We also saw a lot that the Bible tells us is going to happen. Some of it needs to happen because that's what the Lord says happens in the end before his return. And hopefully, like I do, you're all praying, come back quickly, Lord. We, we really need you. We're good for you to come back because, you know, we're seeing just crazy in our world in the United States. What you're going to hear tomorrow is even though we are post-Christian in the United States and really hanging on by a thread for anybody to have any biblical worldview left that will be passed on to future generations, and that's the condition we're in, what is happening around the world is unbelievable what Jesus is doing and how he's showing up for people. And I think it's amazing that South America and Africa and parts of Asia are sending missionaries to the United States because we are in so much trouble. But people are getting saved and you're gonna hear that message tomorrow night too. You have a very, very powerful place in this fight, in prayer, in modeling, and in holding the remnant because your generation is the greatest generation with the highest numbers of people who even know what a biblical worldview is. And so what that means for mentoring, for volunteering, what it means for praying, 
there's a lot of things we're going to ask you to do as a result of that, okay? My next question, who is to blame? And then I'm going to answer your question on worldview. Who is to blame? Take your mic out. Did I hear somebody say Wait. Satan? Yeah. Satan is to blame. Okay, Evil I, I, is to blame. The devil, Satan. The devil, Satan. There you go. Satan. Okay. Devil, Satan. Okay. We blame each other, though, don't we? Guys, when you see the chaos that's going on in the streets, you know, because people are burning, you know, looks like they're going to burn cities down, and we see peaceful protests, and then we see all this. Who do you blame? Who do you turn to one of your friends and say, isn't it terrible that so-and-so, okay? I do it. We all do it. In the cities, we say, wow, there's a lot of minorities there if the men would not have left the home. Have you ever said that or heard somebody say that? When we look at our school system, which is crazy, the things that they're teaching, um, we say they took prayer out of the schools. Do you know that we do exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden when we were called to account because we did what we wanted to do and we sinned, we pointed the finger at everybody else. I'm gonna tell you, you are to blame and I am to blame for the condition of America. Evil had an agenda, and you'll hear this more tomorrow night. Evil had an agenda that actually started in the Enlightenment. Does anybody know when the Enlightenment was? What century that would have been? It was the 17th and 18th century coming up alongside Reformation um, was when we started to look at the Protestant um, church coming off. It was the major split from the Catholic church is coming alongside what's called the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, and the Reformation. We have all these movements worldwide, but mostly in Europe. And so Western thought really comes out like how we think and how different we are comes from that period of time i just want you to think about this tonight in leaving and how this could impact what's really interesting is that the whole what the enlightenment gave us was reason skepticism um, and that only the material world matters we're born body soul and spirit right but isn't it interesting that Western materialism, for economic purposes, actually labeled us as nothing more than a consumer, and that the more we have and the more toys we die with, we win. Can you believe that started in the 18th century? The thoughts about that. And so consumerism comes up, and I have to have all this material wealth. Well, you know what? We have enough material wealth in this country if people really got that the resources belong to God, not to us, he gives them to us to steward, we probably could solve a whole lot of problems if we shared. But instead, what do we do? We hoard it. Um, and I'm not saying you all do. I mean, you have to evaluate that uh, for yourself. But, you know, America actually did start out. The American dream was a belief that if we came and we worked hard, that we could raise the ship for everyone. That was the American dream. What it became in industrialization in the 1950s was, it's all about me, get as much as I can, I need to be competitive, and it focused us very, very individually. 
That actually started back in the 1700s too as part of um, this belief that we are individuals, it's all mine, what I work for, okay? So I want you to think about the self-centeredness that we see that can even lead to people going after their own desires. I mean, God's clear. You wanna chase those things, he's gonna let you go. How many people know what the sin was in Sodom and Gomorrah? The real sin that drove everything. Homosexuality? Do most of you think it was sexual sin, homosexuality? Okay, test for you for tomorrow. <laughs> I want you guys to go back and see what the real sin was. What was that? Selfishness. Selfishness. You will see that God clearly said, you did not take care of the widows and orphans. You hoarded everything for yourself. The sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was not the sexual sin. It was what they did with their resources. And God said, you need to help. Like, don't you see your brother? Go help your brother. So that was the sin. And guess what? When you stop doing that and you're only focused on you, then we saw all the horrible things that came up in Sodom and Gomorrah. Think about what you just saw in America. The place that the world looks to for freedom, and yes, they still probably look outwardly and say, we're a Christian nation. In fact, most of progressive Christianity and progressive thought is actually global in nature, trying to bring globalism about, and they basically need to cut our knees out from a biblical standpoint because that's where all of our freedoms and things come from when you really go back and look at the documents. So we are gonna end um, leaving you with all of that, but I want you to think about what is happening. We are all to blame. The worldview question is this one. We have gone along believing if we do certain things, you know, then we're fulfilling what we need for God. And it's true, but what's interesting is we, don't understand necessarily from what the uh, research is telling us that there's actually a path that we have to do to change our very operating system in our body. You know how an operating system runs a computer? You don't necessarily think about it when you want a certain program to come up. But if your operating system's not working, you're never gonna see the results of the program. We all run on an operating system. And hint for tomorrow too is, if you have not intentionally done the work to change your operating system, you are operating on the world system of selfishness and sin. And all of your decisions that you're not even aware you're doing are coming from that place. And so there are intentional choices that we have to make to change the operating system. You guys, many of you may have done those changes um, but unfortunately, we now have people that believe certain things, like 86% of the United States still call themselves Christians, okay? How can you have all these people saying they're Christians and you only have 4% of the people who have a biblical worldview? Like, that doesn't make sense, does it? And in a biblical worldview, we're gonna go through the seven cornerstones. They are things, like that one slide that said there is no such thing as original sin, what is being taught in churches today, in Christian schools today, is that you're okay, that you were not a sinner. That wasn't true. Don't believe that. 
Jesus was a really good teacher and he taught us some things, but you need to be open to all kinds of other ways to see the world. So in Christianity, we got a mishmash of New Age and Hinduism and all kinds of things that's led us to say, oh, there's other paths to Jesus, okay? The things that we're teaching and believing and calling ourselves Christians, you know, I almost think we need a new name. I, I, in public, if people will say, oh, are you a Christian? I'm saying, oh, I'm a Christ follower. Like, I take it seriously that my life is not my own. I was bought for a very high price. Pick up my cross and follow Jesus thing. Transform into his image. It's not all about me, all right? So you're gonna hear um, more about the, some of the findings. Um, hopefully we can end at that place. Let me pray for you um, and then turn it back over. Dear Heavenly Father, I know this was a lot. Um, Lord, you put a huge burden on Steve and I just by bringing us this research three weeks ago to say, wow, um, we changed a lot uh, of what we were gonna deliver here tonight, believing, Lord, that you are gonna just rise up some mighty warriors here. And it may be in prayer, um, it may be a mentorship, it could be in, in whatever ways you choose to use people's gifts, but their life is not. Um, Don, I loved what was said last night that we're all pilgrims until we get there, which means we all are pilgrims still working our way home to you. And um, so while we're here, Lord, you know, every last dying breath, we want to take advancing your kingdom, Father. And um, so I just pray that you just work in everybody's heart to understand how to do that in what feels overwhelming and what Satan tells us we can't make a difference in. Lord, and that's just all lie and deception, Lord. Help us all together advance the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. This was another episode of the Embracing Brokenness podcast. For more information on Embracing Brokenness Ministries or to subscribe to our blog, podcast, YouTube channel, or engage with us on social media, please visit our website at embracingbrokenness.org. Thanks for joining us.